0: You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. It's
1: the coming of Christ when he sets up his kingdom and he's king of kings and lord of lords Daniel 7 you read and the court sits Antichrist false prophet dealt with Christ comes back sets up his kingdom gives the kingdom of the world and of heaven to who?
0: you you are Here's the good news. One day, all the pain of this world, all of its troubles and hardships, they'll all be over. Pastor Danny shows us today that ultimately every enemy is defeated, and God gives us dominion over the world once again. We're restored to the glory that God gave us in the garden, and the new world will be good, just like this one used to be. But the new world will be good forever. Can you even imagine? Can you wrap your mind around the idea of goodness that never ends and never gets corrupted? Well, here's Pastor Danny in the book of Revelation chapter 13 with today's edition of The Living Word. To every nation
1: earlier ones, he'll subdue three kings, seven heads. He'll speak against the Most High, oppress the saints, try to change the set times and the laws. The saints will be handed over to him for a time, times, and a half a time, or for three and a half years. Same exact thing that Daniel sees is the same exact thing that John sees in Revelation chapter 13. And we know it cannot be ancient Rome though it resembles ancient Rome, because this fourth kingdom appears just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's a revived Roman Empire yet to come upon the scene. Antichrist will be the main leader of the ten-nation confederation. Understanding that, we go back to Revelation 13. The last half of verse 2, fascinating, the dragon, we know is Satan, gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. Pause again. Jesus tempted in the wilderness, one of the temptation one of the temptations Satan used is he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and he said all these I'll give you, you just have to bow down and worship me. Now, folks, that is not a real temptation unless Satan can come through with his promise if Jesus will just bow and worship him. A coming day when Satan will so work through men that he will inspire, empower this confederation of nations, and Christ at the head. It gets even more interesting. Revelation 13, verse 3. One of the heads of the beast seemed to have had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was astonished and followed the beast. Men worshiped the dragon because he had given authority to the beast, and they also worshiped the beast and asked, who's like the beast? Who can make war against him? The military might of this coming confederation of nations led by the Antichrist is going to be like something the world has never seen. People are going to be in awe. But what's especially interesting is verse 3. One of the heads of the beast, that's Antichrist, seemed to have had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. Let me leave you with this, and we'll come back to it at the end. If you're still awake, you'll get it. This is a false resurrection. This is Antichrist appearing to have died and resurrected to false resurrection. Verse 5, Revelation 13, the beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and to exercise his authority for 42 months, three and a half years. He opened his mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. He was given power. I don't like that, but it is what it is. He was given power to make war against the saints and to conquer them. That's exactly what God told Daniel will happen for three and a half years. Those who are getting saved, those in this coming day who are committing their lives to Christ will have a high price to pay for their faithfulness. And he was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast. All whose names have not been written in the book of life belonging to the lamb that was slain from the creation of the world. And then verse 9, he who has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to go into captivity, into captivity he will go. If anyone is to be killed with the sword, with the sword he will be killed. What in the world does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means that God is not trying to trick anybody that would commit their life to him. Even in this coming day, for those that will commit their lives to Christ, he's letting them know there's going to be great cost. You may be captured. You may be in prison. You may have to give your life. Well, wait a minute. That doesn't just happen in regard to the great tribulation. If you know anything about your New Testament, the Gospels, the words of Jesus, he would turn off and as great multitudes are following him, and he would turn and he would say, you cannot be my disciple Unless you deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. You're going to have to say no to the world. You're going to have to say no to your flesh. You're going to have to say no to the, to the devil. There's a cost involved. And you can't be a disciple without a willingness to pay the price. Jesus on one occasion would, tell a, occasion would tell a parable. And he would say, if you're going to build a tower, sit down and see if you've got enough to build it before you start building If you're going to go against an army, check out if you got enough to win the battle. In other words, don't just make this an impulsive emotional decision. It's going to cost you. There is sacrifice. There's self-denial. But if you read the whole story, it's worth it in the end. This calls for patient endurance, faithfulness on the part of the saints. Now, even though this is heavy stuff, man, I love biblical prophecy. And I'm telling you, you just can't read the next section and not go, yeah, I want to know this stuff. Because notice what happens. Revelation chapter 13, verse 11. Then I saw another beast. Whoa. You thought the first one wasn't enough. And another beast. The movie just keeps getting better. Coming up out of the earth. This was not out of the sea. Why is this one not out of the sea? Because out of the sea, it's a ten-nation confederation, different peoples, languages, cultures, amassed together under the Antichrist. He becomes the world ruler. And now, there's another beast coming up out of the earth. That just tells us it's not a confederation of nations. This is a person. This is a person. He had two horns like a lamb. But he's deceiving. But he spoke like a dragon, satanic. He exercised all the authority of the first beast on his behalf, and he made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. And he performed great miraculous signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to earth in full view of men. Because of the signs he was given power to do on behalf of the first beast, he deceived the inhabitants of the earth. And then this is fascinating. He ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. He was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that it could speak and cause all who refused to worship the beast to be killed. I don't know if it's a hologram. I don't know what it is. But it's some image. It's real. He also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand, or on his forehead. Now we're getting interesting. Everybody likes this part of the book of Revelation. So that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. The mark of the beast. What is it? Well, he tells us. That's the last verse. You ready for the last verse? Here it is. This calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast. For it is man's number. If you like marking in your Bible, you want to mark that. It is man's number. I think that's important. And now we have the number. His number is six, six, six. Thank you for a good Bible study, Lord. I pray that you'd help us now to recognize the 666 mark of the beast and to live in light of it. In Jesus' name, amen. See you guys later. <laughs> Have a good day. Now you know. There it is, right there in one verse, 666. And People get that, and I've had people totally serious. They're totally serious. lady came to me after last service. True story. Lady came to me after last service. She got a new phone, new phone number. She got three sixes in her phone number. Ah! Throw the phone away. Now, here's what's fascinating. Now, listen, listen. Here's what's fascinating. 666. Six, six. Especially in Hebrew and Greek languages, in uh, the Hebrew and Greek languages, there are numerical values put to... Well, in the language. And because of that, uh, some people in history have put a numerical value to uh, leaders like Nero. And some back in the day believed that Nero was the Antichrist because they figured out in a particular language that his name equals 666. Uh, Some people, totally serious. They're totally serious. They uh, especially real conservatives, and Hillary Clinton comes along running for president, and they go, ah, she's the Antichrist. And, and, and the Republicans or the Democrats are absolutely convinced that Trump is the Antichrist. <laughs> and they're serious. I'm talking to people who believe this. And we got all these people believing all these crazy things about the mark of the beast and the Antichrist and the mark of the beast, 666. So I'm going to give you A suggestion, a suggestion on the wisdom God talks about here in understanding this mark of the beast. It is man's number. That's very important. Man's number. And it is 666. You know what God's number is? 777. I'm not making that up. Seven is the number for God in the Bible. Okay? Seven. Seven, seven, seven. Six, six, six. What day did God create man? Sixth day. Other than the angels, we are his number one creation. He starts with the lower creation, creates the, the lower things up to the higher things, and we are created in his image. Man. We read here, and we read in chapter 13 and verses and chapters like this, and I saw a beast coming up out of the sea. And I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. And we say, oh, man, a beast. Well, wait a minute. That's because we're reading from God's perspective. You want man's perspective on these beasts? Well, you go back to Daniel chapter 2. I don't have the time to get into it. Let me just tell you what happens in Daniel chapter 2. Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. It troubles him. He goes to his enchanters and wise men, and he says, I want you to tell me the dream and the interpretation. They say, man, nobody's ever asked to do that. Tell us the dream. We'll tell you the interpretation. He goes, I'm going to kill you if you don't tell me the dream and the interpretation. Finally, they tell him about Daniel. Daniel, this Jewish guy there in Babylon. Daniel comes before King Nebuchadnezzar. God gives him the revelation of the dream and the interpretation of the dream. And in the dream, he says, Nebuchadnezzar, you saw this giant statue, and it's a statue of a man. The head is a head of gold. Trust me on this, that's ancient Babylon. That's King Nebuchadnezzar. After Nebuchadnezzar, the silver chest and arms of this man That's ancient Medo-Persia. The bronze belly and thighs, that's ancient Greece. The iron legs and ten toes. Ten toes, isn't that interesting? Resembles ancient Rome, but is not ancient Rome. The ten toes and the rest of the passage tells us in Daniel 2, just like in Daniel 7, just like in the end of the book of Revelation, here's how it ends. The rock, cut out not by, but not by human hands, comes and strikes this great statue, this man statue. It's the coming of Christ. When he sets up his kingdom, and he's king of kings and lord of lords, Daniel 7, you read and. The court sits. Antichrist, false prophet dealt with. Christ comes back, sets up his kingdom, gives the kingdoms of the world and of heaven to who? Moa, You are <laughs> us. We get it in the end. We get all of it. We're joint heirs with Christ. This calls for wisdom. God says this calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, if you get it, if you hear it, if you see it, calculate the number of the beast. It's six, six, six. And here's my suggestion to you. It's the greatest achievement of man. Inspired by, empowered by Satan. Satan. Who's the prince of this world. And yes, he can give you money. He can give you pleasure. He can give you kingdoms. He can make you a rock star. That was my dream. To be a rock star. But it's temporary. You're going to leave the world just like you came in, butt naked. They'll dress you up, put you in the coffin. Yeah, you'll look nice. You're dead. You're dead. Not worth it. I finished the study. I said, Lord, speak to me in a fresh way and give me a fresh word. And I believe he did. And I wrote several things down, of all of which I don't have time to share with you. I I just took it as, okay, Lord, you gave that for me. And I'm not trying to be selfish. It's just for me. But there's one I'm going to share with you as I bring it to a close. And here's the first thing I wrote down. Perspective. Daniel 2. That's the world's view. Wow, look at that. Great man. And I can be a great man. I can be a great woman. I can have great things. And yes, you can. It's not going to last. And you see, Daniel 2 and Daniel 7 is the exact same meaning. It's the exact same meaning. It's just two different perspectives. One's this enormous statue of a man, and the other are these beasts, and I got to tell you, when I get into sections of Revelation 13 where I read, and he was given power to make war against the saints and to conquer them, I might go, no, why would you do that? Why would you do that? This calls for patient endurance and faithfulness on the part of the saints. And I don't like it. And sometimes I don't understand it. When God allows Satan to have power over me, and I got to suffer at his hands, and he's the deceiver, He's the devil, and I got to suffer because of my commitment to the true God. But that's just the way it is. And I got to daily get my perspective right. That I'm saying no for now, and I'm suffering now, and I'm resisting the world, the flesh, and the devil now because when it's all said and done, I'm going to spend an endless eternity and absolute bliss. And I'm going to have everything and more that this world has to offer. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. What in the world am I trying to grab something that's so temporary now that Satan puts out and says, well, you can have it now. Yeah, but you'll lose it later. Or you can lose it now, and you can have it all in the end. One of the saddest verses... To me in the Bible is at the end of 2 Timothy. Paul had some tremendous committed Christians working alongside him and with him in ministry. One of those was a man named Demas. And he says in verse 10 of chapter 4, For Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me. I don't know where you're at. But I'm going to give you one more thing to think about. And then I'm going to shut up. People get so concerned. They get so concerned about the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast. And the 666. And oh, if I'm going to be here in that day, how am I going to keep from, from getting the mark? You're missing it. Look, You're missing it. People that in that day submit themselves to getting the mark on their hand or on their forehead because you can't buy and sell in this coming day unless you get the mark. But people who submit to getting the mark, it's not the literal mark that determines their eternal destiny. I'm going to say that again. It is not the literal mark in the hand or on the forehead that determines their eternal destiny. They got the mark because they were already marked. Just like you are. Just like I am. Every single person in the world is marked. We are marked men. And the determination of our eternal, eternal destiny is one of two marks. Ephesians 1, verse 13. You either have the Holy Spirit living inside you because you've said yes to Jesus or you don't. And it doesn't matter if you believe in God and believe in Jesus. If you've never been born again, you are marked. Whether you believe it or not, whether you realize it or not, you have Satan's mark on you. He's got you. He owns you. And he's going to take you down. He's going to take you with him to an eternal damnation one day. But you don't have to go. You don't have to go. Could I beg you don't go? I beg you don't go. Don't go. If you just give your life to Jesus. Man, it's the best deal in the world. You didn't go play the lottery and think, oh, I hope I maybe I'll hit it. No, no, I'm telling you, it's your jackpot. This is the jackpot. His name is Jesus. Man, you get him and you got everything. We're all marked men. You're either marked with the Holy Spirit because you said yes to Jesus. or oh, you're marked. to go to a place that Jesus did everything he could do to keep you from going there.
0: You've been listening to The Living Word with Pastor Danny Hodges, a ministry of Calvary Chapel Fellowship. Sometimes life circumstances hit hard, and they can leave us wondering where God is. But rest assured, the Lord never leaves or forsakes. As we study the book of Revelation, it's full of evidence of the Lord's faithfulness. Though the world often looks dark, Jesus brings so much light. Trust in Him. Are you facing an unexpected or frustrating situation today? There's strength in lifting one another up in prayer, and we would be honored to do that for you. Send us an email at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. Would you also pray for us here at The Living Word? As our ministry grows, we always want to make sure that we're seeking Jesus first and our ideas second. His guidance is what we need. Would you pray that we would recognize his voice always? Thanks for praying. If you live in or near the St. Petersburg area and you don't yet have a church to call home, we would love to be that space for you. Check out ccfstpete.church for the latest service times or to find out how you can join us online if you're not in the area. Thanks for tuning in today. Join us again next time to hear another message from this study in the book of Revelation right here on The Living Word.